bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this, this is the podcast where we talk about the week in <laughs> politics like we're talking about reality TV. And we are now <laughs> official mm-hmm. patients. We can officially call ourselves patients. Yes. Of Dr. Jackie Walters oh. from Married to Medicine on Bravo. Mm-hmm. It's a legacy show. It's been on it. It's on its eighth season. Yep. Still going strong. Still going. We've never flipped a table, Memo. No. No. We've never gotten into a fight at a charity event. Though I could. But we are definitely in the top 1% of all of the people in the entire fucking world to get their vaginas examined on Bravo. That is true. We had a titty exam and a vagina exam on television. And it was bravo. It wasn't on TLC. It wasn't on My 900 Pound Life. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on well, Little People Big World. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. was on fucking bravo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was on. We Our return to bravo, our triumphant return to bravo, couldn't have been planned out any better. Honestly, within you know, a week, we were we were across the table... Talking about drugs with Erica Jane Girardi. That's true. And in less than a week, Dr. Jackie Walters was inside of our vaginas. Who knows what's going to happen next? I, I mean, mean oh, anything I could happen. I mean, we're, we are going to be in a charity event. my wedding to Jackie, I don't... Well, you know what? <laughs> I will officiate and... Um, sounds beautiful. How wonderful. And you guys can go off to um, Paris. Oh, that's... What a beautiful... Beautiful. For a beautiful you know, time. That's what her and Curtis did. They that, went to that, Paris? That's when she fell in love with Curtis because he spoke oh, French. perfect. So you can take Curtis's place. I'm going to go take Beautiful. her back to Paris and be like, oh. I can't speak French, Jackie. <laughs> but I can speak the language of Regine. Yeah. yeah. I'll talk to your Regine all night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oddly turned yeah. on. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I never thought it would happen, but we're reuned. Mm-hmm. Reunited. We're reuni- we, we, we are literally reunited. Yeah. We got reunited. Um, and if anyone wants to hear about all the coochie details, we do a deep dive on our Patreon podcast, uh, patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. If you love Bravo, it's a great time to sign up. Um, our trip to Atlanta was less than 24 hours. We literally went less than 24 hours coast to coast. But the retelling of our, our, our adventure Lasts for three full Patreon episodes. <laughs> uh, and spoiler alert, yes, Dr. Jackie does end up inside both of us at some point in the story. But that's not where it ends. No. We still haven't even told the ending on our... We 
we have one more Patreon to yes. get the, 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 yeah. the coup de grace. They don't even know. They don't even know mm. what happens. Mm, 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 mm. Um, and But I will say it it, it, it it didn't even end with Jackie in the parking lot. But no. we did hang out with her in the parking lot for, for almost a half hour. <sighs> mm-hmm. um, and if you haven't gotten into Married to Medicine... Kill yourself. Uh, and then you have seven mm-hmm. fucking seasons to mm-hmm. binge for free on Peacock, yeah. which God knows we don't even want to promote Peacock. We want to say, go ahead and rip them. Find somebody in your family, some young, you know, uh, gender queer, yes. gender fluid who knows how to rip and steal uh-huh. things from online. Someone yep. who's good with the digitals to get you all of the seasons of Married <laughs> to Medicine. Mm-hmm. And you can watch them all. Before we do our motherfucking debut, <sighs> or I should say before we get edited out of season eight. True. Yeah. But uh, you'll want to know all of the history leading up to the episode where we are distinctly edited <laughs> out of. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I did want to quickly mention that. So we had a technical snafu for several weeks with this podcast back in December. And many people missed the episode called He's Like That with Mayor Bruno Lozano. We urge anyone who missed it to go back and listen because Bruno Lozano is a gay mayor of a small border town in Texas. And his interview was really impactful and important to hear. And we loved it. Absolutely loved it. Second, we just want to quickly mention Meredith Larson, Sherry Lewison, Devin Vrana, and Mike Valdez from Wickeffects Candle Company. Because they all sent us awesome gifts that we mentioned on that episode, and we don't want our appreciation to get lost in the shuffle. So again, it's from December. It's called He's Like That with Mayor Bruno Lozano. Take a listen if you missed it, and if you're bored. I like really liked that interview, and it's I like that episode, and it's a bummer that it happened on that episode. Ugh, I um, mean, we're still we're still we're still cleaning up the the mess of it. I know. Too. There's it's, like it's, three or four like Ugh. like podcast apps that we don't still can't get the podcast mm-hmm. on but uh mayor bruno is he's fucking sexy gay like the interview was fun mm-hmm. he's it was inspiring every mayor should be gay it should be a rule every mayor has he's to be he's a gay young guy. gay mayor of a small border town in texas like how does that happen and he it's just his whole story is inspiring and cool and that town sounds like a dream and how badly do we want to go there now? It's like gay friendly and super like they didn't can, have a gay bar. Right. And there was nowhere for right. the gay people to get together. The right. gay kids. And even when he was running, you know, the guy running against him put all of these campaign outs in the paper of him in heels and right. dress, you know, like with a tutu on like at, as if it was bad. Yeah. And he still won. And, and the town was like, Oh, work. Hello. Hello. Awkward. Uh, yeah, awkward. Backfired. <laughs> also, by the way, on that episode, we we did a quick shout out to one of our beloved Patreon subscribers, Bridget Jenis. Mm. And I don't want that to go away. So if you heard it, you can fucking hear it again. Bridget has been a Patreon subscriber uh, from way back in 2018. She won our Cardi B <laughs> pork rind drawing when I stole an authentic half-eaten pork rind from Cardi motherfucking B. Mm-hmm. Okay, I literally stole it. From a bag of pork rinds she was eating on set. She was squirting (laughs) lemon on them and eating them. And she got called to set. And like a creeper psycho, I ran and grabbed the one she had just put down. (laughs) And then we had a contest on our Patreon podcast. And we drew names for who would get it. Well, Bridget won. 
And she just had a baby on November 29th, and she took a picture of the baby with the actual fucking yes. pork rind in yep. front of the baby and said, introducing Olivia Lauren pork rind Rios. Okay? <laughs> That's how good that episode is, oh, that we got to see God. Bridget's new baby mm-hmm. with our pork rind that we haven't seen, that yeah. I wrote on a, like a post-it note, Cardi B pork rind with a date. Oh, I mean, you sent that thing in a in a 20 by 20 by 20 box yeah. filled with <laughs> like wrapping paper yeah, so nothing paper. would happen to it. So the pork rind wouldn't show up like dust. Ugh. Protected it. You did. You protected it. I mean, and speaking of pa- our Patreon podcast, Mem Out, one yeah. of the patron saints mm-hmm. of our Patreon podcast, Matt Davey, mm. finally fucking sent us his picture for the drug den bulletin board. Uh-oh. Okay. And along with it, he also sent us a baller-ass bottle of champagne, mm. which I'm going to let you know is very on-brand for Matt because he is a high-tier contributor uh. to our Patreon podcast. And you know what that means, Meow Meow. He's rich. That's right. Dear Julian Brandy, I decided to send you both a long-delayed gift to thank you for the relief you provide in this shitstorm of a moment in history. I sure as hell didn't want to run afoul of Brandy's repeated and justified dragging of tools who didn't include (laughs) photos for you guys to post on the Drug Den bulletin board. So I'm using up the last of our 2021 holiday cards. Don't worry. I shaved off my tragic quarantine mustache once I got fully vaccinated. I won't try to compete with other fans' runsdowns of all the shitty events, losses, and experiences from which your podcast adventures distracted us. But rest assured, the three times per week, regular weed and both Patreons... I put my headphones in and zone out to your melodious voices were truly the highlights in my year. Matt's like, I'm not going to try and say anything bad happened to me because I'm rich, so I'm chilling, <laughs> but cool. Good looking out. <laughs> Coming from a long line of alcoholics, the only gift yes, idea I could yes. think of was booze. Yes. I chose a bottle of Piper Champagne because one of our best friends legit name her first daughter after it. Naming your kid after alcohol pretty much tells you the kind of people with whom we choose to surround ourselves. Drink up, ladies. I love you both as much as is appropriate for someone you've never met. I look forward to attending one of your future live shows, provided Brandy doesn't cancel it due to anxiety. XO, Matt. And Matt, I guess you would like my mom, Pam, because guess what? My name's Brandy, bitch. (laughs) Alcohol. Give Piper my number. Yeah, no shit. The, The champagne is absolutely baller. I do think the name Piper is fucking cute as Mm -hmm. fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, I was not mad at the quarantine mustache. I couldn't even find it. The first pic that they, it's, it's a postcard and the pic on the front is him. And I guess I would assume his, his lover partner, um, on a plane. It is such a baller, like almost like a paparazzi photo. Yeah. It's it's a sick photo. Yeah. It's a great pic. Yeah. But they're in masks and you can't tell, but you know what you can tell? can tell they're gay yes doesn't matter uh you can 100 <laughs> percent tell they're gay they're two why is that grown white men sitting in a chair and you're just like you're gay you can just tell <laughs> you can just tell you really can you really can i mean i don't it's not it just is it just yeah, is what it is maybe it's because they're like they're good looking they're fit i don't know yeah, what i don't it's know what it is their heads it's the way they're, they're even sitting pe- it's energy. just the way they're sitting <laughs> yeah. too very good looking yeah um, they do look very wealthy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, so I did find, uh, no, Meow Meow, I would say fucking laser pointer was like top right. When I was like, well, I don't see him in a mustache. Where's this mustache? Uh-huh. So it's, we only see it in the top right. I think it's cute and I think it's funny. Um, I don't think you need it though, Matt. You're not somebody who oh, needs. Oh, top left. Oh, top left. That's me. Um, yeah, right. 
you know, he doesn't need a mustache. No. It was, pro- it was probably funny during quarantine. Uh, yeah. But he's, he's a handsome, he's not like hiding like his weird, no, no you know, no, no he's lips. got nice lips. Too big, so like Pete Buttigieg. Like, you can talk right. about someone who needs a mustache. <laughs> Pete Buttigieg, a mustache called and it wants you to answer the phone. Thank you so much, Matt. We love the champagne. We love the card. Mm-hmm. We love your letter. I mean, just it's chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss to all of it. We got another uh, picture postcard for the Drug Dem Bulletin Board from another hot gay guy. He seems like he should know Matt and Matt's partner lover. <laughs> um, it's Eric Fura, and he is he is giving you all that you need in a picture postcard, like a lovable animal, a modeling. Uh, yes. It's, just, it's a perfect. If that's yeah. not your grinder shot, Eric. Like laying down. And, of course, the, 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 the manly arm up. Arm above the head. Arm above the head. But you know what? He's innocent, but he loves to fuck. And he also has his little <laughs> an- his dog there. You know what I mean? Innocent and loves to fuck. I-A-L-F. He's I-A-L-F. Hey, are you I-A-L-F? Yeah, I'm I-A-L-F. Yeah. Totally. If, if Eric, and I'm being serious, switch it out in your grinder profile immediately. It's, Seriously. And I'm probably on grinder. Everyone's like a body queen. But you can tell he's fit oh, from that right, pick. Right. But here in this lady grinder, mm-hmm. we're face queens. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're face queens. No, yeah, right. You're, you're actually, And your face yeah. is cute. Your smile's cute. Dearest Julian Brandy, I warned you this would get old school and it has. Totes psyched about being posted on the dark, drug den bulletin board. I decided my fur baby should make a cameo knowing how much you all love a pet moment. So happy New Year's to you, my lovely ladies. Much love from do- the dog's name's Rocky. Oh, cute. Come on. I mean, P.S. Please enjoy these masks. If nothing else, they are comical. So they're kind of like Korean. They're like Korean face masks. Don't immediately open it in my mouth because we can use those. And mm. she's I know you what you really want to do is rip one open and I just do. play with I it really and do. rub it around God. and see why they're funny and comical. And, yeah. But they do seem kind of like they seem like baller Korean. They face do. Masks. I like the packaging. I want to use and I want to touch it. I want to uh. like we're going to use those. We're going to put. We should actually use them on the Patreon. We did a Patreon recently where you did the Biore pore strip. Oh, yeah. It's a cute pick. And I'm Very we're excited for the mask. We will be yeah. we will be doing them on the Patreon. Okay, that'll be fun. And another one of our patrons, speaking of a fur baby, Soroya, sent us her picture postcard meow for the Drug Den Bulletin Board. Very unique. <laughs> we do have Daniel in the business where Daniel has all the ferrets. Oh, the ferrets yeah. But now we have Soroya. Um, surrounded by mice, <laughs> which is great. It's so great. Love it's it. So perfect for the drug den bulletin board. Ugh. We're going to be doing so much drugs with mice. It's like oh my god! Look funny. at all the mice. I love <laughs> it. I fucking love it. Hey guys, my babies Summer and Ghost have really been enjoying all of the rat content you've been serving on the Patreon. They want you to know that a rat will totally sit on your shoulder and eat seeds. I adopted these two during the quarantine instead of a dog or a cat. Thanks for keeping us company while we work from home. I mean, one, two, three, four, five. There's six of them. What I really want after oh, after God, I love it. hearing Soroya's card is that Sheena name her next baby Ghost because she already has a daughter named Summer, and I want her oh. kids to be named Summer and Ghost. <laughs> now it's time for JoJo and Kiki. I did that very authoritatively. Yeah, keep it. <laughs> Own it. <laughs> Work it. Own it, bitch. I love it. Lock the doors, lower the blinds, fire up the smoke machine, and put on your heels. Because I know exactly what we need. Jojo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Lock the doors. Sorry.
Well, this week, after months of suffering through the cable news cycle, blaming Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for every single problem that anyone has ever suffered in the history of the world, JoJo and Kiki finally fucking found a way around the rotted Republican agenda of fake Democrats, Joe Mandouche and Kirsten Jizima. Yeah, how two irrelevant fucking senators who call themselves Democrats mm. manage to use their meager power in Congress to block every single significant piece of legislation on Biden's agenda is beyond me, but not today, Satans. <laughs> not today. Dork power! Dork, dork power! <laughs> That's right! Not today, cunts, because this week... President Joe Biden is about to nominate the first black woman to the United States Supreme Court. And there is nothing that Kirsten Jizima and Joe Mandouche can do about it. Let's take a listen. Two words about a critically important work of selecting his successor. Choosing someone to sit in the Supreme Court, I believe, is one of the most serious constitutional responsibility a president has. Our process is going to be rigorous. I will select a nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings, I've made no decision except one. The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. It's long overdue, in my view. I made that commitment during the campaign for president, and I will keep that commitment. I will fully do what I said I'd do. I will fulfill my duty to select a justice, not only with the Senate's consent, but with his advice. His advice? You heard me say in other <laughs> nomination processes that the, the Constitution says seek the advice and consent. The advice. You know, if he slurred, and I thought he was slurring because he was like, like that time he fell asleep when Obama was president, they were at some boring oh, thing, yeah, he, and yeah. I was like, you uh -huh. better work on yeah. your Vicodin, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vice President Biden. But now I'm like, well, I don't think he's slurring because he's on pills. No, I think he's got his, we know he has his like speech impediment thing. And also, I just think of my own self, and I think, how many times have I slurred? And fallen asleep. Well, yeah, but we're always on drugs and alcohol and well, pills. Then maybe, uh, <laughs> you know, a tease what it is. He's also 79. I don't know. Whatever. I wish that it was because he was like doing a little like. I mean, he's got a nip and a flask. Yeah, a little nip. Like he's doing a little Jack Jack D before he I would he believe walks that. Out. I would believe that. You know, those guys are also drinking b bourbon in the back. And, and I'd feel great whatever. about it. I'd no, be like, I feel fine. fine. Yeah. You know what? You had to do a fucking shot to look at Mitch McConnell. Good. I'm yeah. glad you're slurring. So let's all just let's reframe. Let's <laughs> yeah. reframe everyone. I do wish that he would have. I understand he has to say that he's going to nominate the black woman's Supreme Court justice. I kind of wish that he hadn't said anything and just said, here's my nominees and put up like 16 black women. Yeah. You know what I mean? And been like, go fuck yourself and try and say something about it. I think that he said something because he made that promise in the debate. We remember clearly oh, yes. we whopped the fuck. That's probably yes. the minute WAP got written. <laughs> the minute that that rap and song got written was the second he was like, you know what? If I do get get elected, I will. Well, me. yes, and of it, course. And we were like, what the fuck? And Bernie was like standing there like, you know, like, sorry, bitch. And I didn't even say that. Yeah, he wouldn't make yeah. the commitment, Bernie Sanders. No, he wouldn't do it. To anything. So I think now this is why he's. Yes. And I understand yeah. that. I understand that. And and you know what? Finally, 
finally a fucking win for the Democratic Party. Like beyond JoJo and Kiki and their one year in office, the Democrats in Washington have spent the last decade sitting on the sidelines minding some set of arbitrary gentlemen's rules of governing, while Mitch McConnell and the Republican Party have been busy rewriting them all. Like, come the fuck on. You can't win if you don't play. Come yeah. On. Well, I guess they started playing, bitch. <laughs> According to the Washington Post, this is all happening because the Democratic Party, the da-da-da-da Democratic Party, okay? Uh-huh. Apparently, these bitches organized and executed an all-out pressure campaign to force the sitting Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer to retire. He's Whoa. Like, he's like one of the only three liberal ones or whatever. Yes. Literally all of last year, Memo, operatives and groups within the Democratic Party paid people to harass the oldest judge on the oh. fucking Supreme Court. Okay, this guy's in his 80s. Mm. And protesters were showing up every time he did an appearance or oh. a speech. They were like picketing and screaming at him and shit. And at one point, they hired a fucking driver to circle the Supreme Court building with a huge billboard on a truck that said, Briar, retire. And it's just driving around and around and around the Supreme Court. Wow. I mean... I feel weird, but I feel like it's genius. You know what I mean? <laughs> Finally. I can't even believe it. I can't believe they had the balls to do that. I really can't. <laughs> Republicans have been playing dirty for years, and Democrats haven't done shit. And now, JoJo and Kiki are going to put the first black woman on the Supreme motherfucking court. And the best part is, the only reason this is even happening is because Mitch McRepublican Fuckbag changed the Senate rules back during Obama so that only 51 votes are needed to confirm a Supreme Court nominee. Sorry, bitch. Poisoned by your own feminist jizz. Lick it up, baby. Lick it up. Gross. <laughs> That's from Heather's. Oh, God. She's like, you paid me and puke. And then Winona Ryder goes, lick it up, baby. Lick it up. Ugh, it's so gross. The entire Republican Party needs to just drown in a barrel of jizz. But of course they won't. This will only be a blip in the road for them. They already own the Supreme Court because Ruth Bader Ginsburg's Jewish ass refused to retire <laughs> and then fucking died during Trump. The cornerstone! The cornerstone like of gayer. a Jewish woman. The yeah. cornerstone. <laughs> How dare. How d- I'm not. I'm not. I can, I'm not. I can still work. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Just the gator. You need to just be a fucking alpha the entire, to the <laughs> second you die. <sighs> now that's the thing about the Republican Party. They are so far ahead of us in terms of getting who they want elected when they want. This Supreme Court nominee is exciting and I don't want to take anything away from it, but I feel like the midterms are going to be a shit show. Republicans are going to take over all the school boards and city councils while the Democrats sit there with their thumbs up their ass trying to beat Rand Paul in Kentucky. I completely agree. I just feel like, for me, this whole move that the Democrats made with the Supreme Court, like, while it's been, like, like super gangster and, like, yeah, fuck yeah, we're finally fucking, like, you know, growing a pair and shit. Yeah. It really just crystallized, like, how absolutely fucking competitive the entire United States government has yeah, become. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And it's beyond clear that white men will do anything to keep control. And they get 
off on competing. <laughs> yes. They're getting off on it. Uh-huh. Like it's fucking the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it's every day for them. They love it. They feed on it. They live it. None of us are doing that. None of us. I'm I'm quite sure at this point even Nancy fucking Pelosi is like, I'm getting a massage and I need to watch The Bachelor. Okay? I'm sorry. The whole entire Republican QAnon MAGA party, that whole talk about a big tent. Yep. From Donald Trump all the way down to the hulking hillbillies hiding in the bushes. Yes. Every fucking one of them mm. are so fucking invested they're invested Mm. and we can't claim that democrats got to find a way to keep democratic voters interested after a historic win like this and i'm not just saying that as like a platitude i'm like really saying let's all take our fucking meager brain cells that we haven't wasted on the alcohol and drugs we're doing (laughs) and let's figure out like together collectively even if it's just in the social consciousness like a way to we're trying every week. We're trying out here, like trying to make this a reality show. And even we're di- disinterested now. We're dead yeah. inside. We're like, oh, the Democrats are in power. And now we're not as interested in competing. But right. they stayed interested in competing when Trump was there. Right. Still, they yeah. never lost interest. And we have to like find a way to glamorize this or something like. Well, maybe stop fucking punching across, across, down, 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 around. I mean, shut the fuck up about your goddamn fucking all of it. Like. Oh, you're getting, oh, I was misgendered. Well, I was too, 5,000 times a day. So deal with it. Like, deal with fucking it, okay? And stop making that someone's fucking hill that they die on. We That's what we keep doing. We keep tearing each other fucking down over this shit, which is fine. You want this, please don't do that. Okay, that's it. Why does it have to be some fucking huge thing? They might have 10 Republicans in the entire fucking party that punch across and talk sh- or up and talk shit about Donald Trump. But we are full divided, like in, oh, in, divide. in like a pie We're of not the Democratic crit- Party. If there's one thing to be critical. You can be critical. You can be helpful. You can be, you might even hate someone and fine, but voice your shit. I hate a lot of them. But we, <laughs> and, and so do I. But we, but you have to stay, if you want to stay within the party and you want to stay within and invested, then you have to accept that as part of the group in a way. And your team. You can't go show up your at like team. nationals and be like, right. oh, I can't stand fucking Misty. Ugh. Right. God. <laughs> right. You're going to go to the big, you're going to go to the Super Bowl yeah. and you're going to cheer against your team, which is also a cornerstone of what fucking a bunch of Democrats love doing, going to the big DNC thing and then protesting. Like maybe save your protesting. <laughs> For a different time. Show some solidarity. Yeah, some team spirit. Be in a union. Yeah. I'm so mad. I don't love it. And the midterms are 11 fucking months away. That's 11 months of riveting, distracting reality TV. Okay? They need to get Kamala Harris out in people's eyes, laughing and inspiring everyone. I, and yes, her laughing Oh, no, she's talking down to me with her laugh. No, no, no. It's a beauty. Now, I love Joe Biden, but he cannot compete with Lisa Barlow. Okay, he just can't. We have to call upon the power of Kiki to bring us all back to the matters at hand. Yes, Mike Pence was constantly bugging on in everyone's fucking face. The Republicans always do. They never shut the fuck up. And of course, now that the tables have turned... 
and they got dragged by their own dirty little game. <laughs> They're on every news show and uh, news shows that are supposed to be the liberal news media, the fake news media. Nope, I got to look at ugly loser Republicans <laughs> on my shows on Sunday mm. whining and bitching about nothing. Like literally uh, this past Sunday, Republican senator <laughs> spit it out Susan Collins had the fucking shaky audacity to go on this week with George annoying Annopolis. <laughs> it's hard enough dealing with him, okay? I can barely, we, I should say, can barely even stomach the show. And even when he has a replacement, I'm mad he has a replacement. I'm yeah. like, why is your name on here and you're not here half the time? Yep. Okay? Yep. Take your name off the fucking title. Yeah. You always look like you're in a wig. You bug on. I hate how you do the debates. I'm not a fan. Anyway, this bitch, she goes on with him, and it's just like two two dicks. I mean, he did he did pretty good, like lightly needling her, but she's He's, yeah, no, he definitely is in the Chuck Todd. I've now realized in the Chuck Todd pool of exactly lightly needling yeah like get out of the lightly needling pool and get into some aggressive pushing yeah let's like take a i'm sorry Ugh. but go to the tucker carlson school of please like, straight up fucking Ugh. like like abusive news tv he did not uh, well listen to the clip but he literally let her say something that was so egregious and didn't call her on it no and it's like i want people to leave your show mm. and like file charges against you that's yeah, what i'm exactly. talking about even over zoom so yep. that's how aggressive i need you to yes. be this dumb bitch had the audacity to go on and say that she's fine with a black woman on the Supreme Court. Oh, good. She just objects to Joe Biden saying that it's going to be a uh -huh. black woman. Right. George, I would welcome the appointment <sighs> of a black female to the court. I believe that diversity benefits the Supreme Court, but the way that the president has handled this nomination has been clumsy at best. <sighs> it adds to the further perception that the court is a political institution like Congress <sighs> when it is Christ. not Fuck off. supposed to be. Who cares? So I certainly am open You're to, supposed to serve whomever two terms, he decides. Liar. Uh, to nominate, my job as a senator is to evaluate the qualifications of that person under the advice and consent role. You say that it's clumsy, but isn't it, as Senator Durbin pointed out, isn't it exactly what President Reagan did when he said he would appoint a woman to the Supreme Court? Isn't it exactly what President yes. Trump did when he said he would appoint a woman to replace Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg? It isn't, isn't it? It is. Actually, it isn't exactly the same. I've looked at uh, what was done in both uh, cases. Clearly you didn't. And what President Biden did was, as a candidate, <sighs> make this Who cares? pledge. And you said as a candidate you were going to go against, you were going to go for term limits, and you'd only serve two term limits. Process. You're seven terms in uh, now, bitch. What President Reagan said is, as one of his Supreme Court justices he would like oh does biden have 50 court justices that he's gonna nominate highly qualified what a fucking i want to kick her fucking ass i also just want to say that it is i mean you just go on google and look at what how trump during his campaign said that he was going to nominate conservative judges he said it. They all say it. Every campaign, they all make a promise about the Supreme Court. And it wasn't just fucking Reagan who's ruined this country, by the way. Yeah. So you guys, you can turn us off now. But yeah, 
that he said, fine, when he was president, he was going to nominate a woman. They all do it. They all do it. They all do it. And they all do it during their campaigns. She is such an asshole. Asshole. And they're also fucking mad. It's eating them alive that the Democrats pulled a queen's gambit and owned their asses for once. They're hanging on Mitch McMommy's arm and crying, it's not fair. It's not fair. Ted Cruz literally said that he's offended that Biden is nominating a black woman to the Supreme Court because black women only represent 6% of the population in America. He is such a fucking (laughs) P.S. of shit. Okay? He's literal fesses. Literal. Literal. Biden... The, the fact that he's willing to make a promise at the outset that it must be a black woman, I got to say that's offensive. Kill yourself. Right. You know, you know black you women are what, too, 6% of the U.S. population. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> he's saying to 94% of Americans, I don't give a damn about you. You are ineligible. And he's also saying it's actually an insult to black women. If, if he came and said, I'm going to put the best jurist on the court, and, and he looked at a number of people and he ended up nominating a black woman, he, he could credibly say, okay, I'm nominating the person who's most qualified. He's not right. even pretending to say that. He, he's saying, if you're a white guy, tough luck. Yeah, if you're tough a white woman, tough luck. luck. You don't qualify. If you're Merrick God. Garland, all right, how much he does has it a job. suck to be Merrick Garland? He's <laughs> oh, literally got to sit here and be told at the outset, off. he is ineligible. You're out. Uh, because, sorry, wrong skin pigment and, and, and wrong... Uh, r- wrong Y chromosome. If he was going to get it, he's not now after and, and it's fucking just, being a shitty at his job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, fuck Merrick Garland It is Garland an example now. how Democrats, and particularly the far left, everything is race, everything is that they will discriminate based oh, on race, they will pigeonhole God. you, they oh don't God. care about yeah. it. Oh my God. It's torture. Uh, the, the individual. You send him out to torture people. Uh, he and he, he just tortured us. He just yeah. tortured us. I mean, yeah. he. The, there's a prime example of the twisting and the turning of the of like saying that it should be it's offensive to black women. Oh, like to the They're twist. masters. Masters. They're masters. masters. But the the thing is for anyone who 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 might fall into this into this hot dog in the hallway of yeah. this uh reasoning. Like white men there needs to be a, a balance. There just needs to be. So the Supreme Court also is it politicized or not? Obviously yes it is, but they also make the, all the laws of this country so you need to have a balanced group of people who are of all of the people and all of the people aren't fucking white men there needs to be be yes because it's the court it's the supreme court and somebody just because they went to harvard and ted cruz is the perfect example just because you went and have a good education and you clerked for some fucking Supreme Court justice. Yeah, because of your daddy. You have no balance. You have no soul. You have no ethics. You have no morality. And that is part of lawmaking, sir. So talk about a hot dog in a fucking hallway. <laughs> the guy's like a, the epitome of that. I mean, it's just un fucking believable but regardless this whole thing is very exciting and it's just getting started so now next week uh we're gonna have uh civil rights attorney allison riggs from the southern coalition for social justice is coming back on and That's she's right, gonna she came on to talk about voting rights in yeah. july 2020 so now she's coming back and she's gonna talk tell us sort of explain to us about the the, the possible nominees how they're judged what they're judged on now, there are some clear frontrunners that Biden is considering, but they're accompanied by a whole narrative about age and education, which cheaters are right on the edge of inherent bias, ready to fall off the cliff at any second into a full-blown-ism. They're all there. Just pick your poison. 
I'll take ageism. And I'll take sexism. Now it's time for Gay Guys and Their Feelings. Looking cute. And feeling cute. What you gotta do? Boy, let me tell you, you're gay. It's okay. It's a present from Jesus every day. This segment is called Gay Guys and Their Feelings, where we talk to a gay guy with feelings. The guests on this segment are generally invite only. But subscribing to our Patreon has many benefits. And one of them is that you too can leave us a gay guys and their feelings message. All you have to do is shoot us a message through Patreon and you'll get to express your very own gay guy feelings. And the best part is you don't even have to be gay or a guy. But this week it is a guy <laughs> and he is gay. The gayest of all time. In all fact. time. And this particular gay guy just happens to be our very favorite gay guy <laughs> in the whole wide world. Mm -hmm. Not only is he the inspiration for this segment, mm -hmm. not only does he sing the opening song <laughs> for this segment, he's also the inspiration for this whole goddamn podcast. He's the creator, star, and emperor of the worldwide juggernaut known as Hey Queen, which has spawned over a dozen successful spinoffs and stars. We've known him for a million years. He's given us a million jobs and a million opportunities. He's one of the most generous and supportive people we know. He's our sissy, our bestie, our brother, and our gay pimp daddy. But most importantly, he's a gay guy with feelings. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, he's tall, he's <laughs> handsome, his dick is huge, and his name is Johnny McGovern. Hello, sissies. It's John T. McGovernist, the purveyor of the theme song of the Gay Guys and Their Feelings segment. Oh. Using my irrevocable right to call in with my gay feelings whenever I wish. And he, that's true. Look, it's been a rough few weeks for the homos. We lost Betty White. That was rough. Yeah. But we knew it was coming. But then we lost, no, 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 Drekatude, <laughs> Andre Leon Talley, fashion icon, bon vivant, wearer of caftans, <laughs> editor at large of Vogue, a, 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 the, a trailblazer in the fashion business. Then we lost right away, right after, Terry Mugler, a designer whose designs were so cunt, but so right, that not only did they look incredible on all the supermodels who always walked in all of his runway extravaganzas, but they also worked on Diana Ross and Elizabeth Taylor. He was one of the first designers to really push to have models of color in all of his shows. He had trans girls in his shows. He brought all the New York nightlife people into his world and put them on the Paris runway. These two trailblazers are dead. All of our heroes are dying and Mitch McConnell is still alive. <clears throat> this is a formal letter <laughs> to the universe from homosexuality. <clears throat> Dear Cosmos, we refuse to give up <laughs> any more of our icons until you have done your worst with some of your worst. We will gladly accept Mitch McConnell, Donnie T, or Joe Manchin. 
but no more homosexual icons to be lost this year. Th thank you. <laughs> Listeners, be sure to visit me at patreon.com slash time for more podcasting fun with me, John T. McGovernus. That is all. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a So There's That moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans, the terrorist Al QAnon cunts, the calculated corporate climate killers, and the vindictive virtue signaling liberal losers. We are all somewhere on that spectrum fighting for our team to win the race of rights in America. And this week, all of us virtue signaling liberal losers got a little closer to the end zone of rights with Biden's promise to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. One might think that that's the only so there's that we need this week, but one would be wrong. <laughs> we need as many so there's that's as we can get in Do You 22. And it's your job to find them for us, <laughs> Meow Meow. So what do you have for us this week? Well, um, I realize that searching every week for a so there's that, the best part of it is when I'm finished writing it <laughs> and I can go to sleep. Just kidding. The best part is learning new shit that I never would have encountered in my regular news searches because when I scan the news in general, I always want that news to feed my rage. So I don't think or see in general anything that can give me any other like i don't want i don't happens, want to go outside what well, happens naturally it's the algorithm it's the, it's the algorithm yeah, bias that's it's, right it's you're just everyone's in an echo chamber so you see exactly what you want to see yeah. which is things that enrage you about someone like killing rats and yeah exactly and you know and the thing is like i also don't want i don't want any other feeling than rage because now I'm opening up to having other feelings and then I fear those feelings and I don't want to feel other feelings that I, now I end up listening to meatloaf. I would oh, do anything God. for love and connecting <laughs> to the cheese and corn and of that. And now I'm like, I hate myself because I want to listen. I want, I'm, I can't, I can't. So there's too much, <laughs> too much feelings. And of course, as we know, as a cancer, it's too, it's too much. It's too much. There's too many feelings. Just stick with rage that's good for me. Everything else is unstable. Now, upon returning to find something that doesn't consist of animals and hunters getting killed by animals, I stumbled upon this, which falls in the soft spot of a little bit feel good and a little bit fuck yeah and a little bit fuck off. Okay. Now, for those of you who have listened for a while, you'll know one of Brandy's favorite things is trees. That's right. She just loves trees. I was going to say money. I would. Yeah. <laughs> but. And money, which is made from trees. Yeah. Grows on trees. So my favorite thing is when money grows on trees. <laughs> She's a tree lover. She's tree sexual. Uh, so the story 
really stuck out to me. In addition, I also love trees and forests and shit. I grew up right on the tip of a conservation land, and I do freaking love a forest moment. Something I don't know much about, however, are Native Americans. I'm just being honest. I know what we're all told about Thanksgiving and Pocahontas and the white man ruined their lives and reservations and fucking colonization and casinos and shit. And I met an older Native American woman a million years ago in South Dakota who basically gave me a crash course in the Native American Holocaust. And basically that's how she describes it. Only it's been going on relentlessly for over 200 years. Okay, well... The one thing we all know is that Native Americans in their culture come from the land and have connected their spirituality with nature. In recent history, literally right now, Native American lands have come under contest. The gross keystone pipeline that would dissect and kill them again and give them all toxic shock syndrome and whatever the fuck else. And of course, we never fucking learn. With that said, being that I'm a Californian now, and I haven't really dug that deep into the history of California, except a little shallow scratching of the surface of Mexican and Spanish influences. Of course, I'm super interested in the vast history of Hollywood and raping that really built this town. But I digress. Something we don't really, really know about California is the Native American culture that started here. Did you know that? Yes. Great. I (laughs) did not. I will have my Elizabeth Warren, Lisa Barlow moment. Like, (laughs) I have some Native American in my family. I am just, I just am never really aware of it. And in California, it's so Mexican and Spanish. I just don't think of Native Americans as being part of California. All right. So there's this organization called the Intertribal Cincayoni Wilderness Council. Now I'm going to read to you what their website says. A tribal nonprofit consortium comprised of 10 federally recognized Northern California tribal nations with cultural connections to the lands and waters of traditional Cincayone and neighboring tribal territories. The Cincayone is a California tribe. It's been here for thousands of years. Currently their tribe is mainly residing in Northern California in the Mendocino area. The Cincayone Intertribal Group's purpose, and I'm also going to read their mission to you, our purpose. We work in the coastal rainforest and marine environments of California's north coast to protect culturally important lands, waters, animals, trees, and plants within the traditional Cincayone tribal territory and beyond. We provide settings for the revitalization of California Indian people's cultural way of life, traditional land practice, and spiritual relationships with these places. Oh my gosh. We promote... We promote appropriate wilderness recreation and provide advocacy for and education about cultural lands and tribal traditional rights. We carry out our work with respect for Mother Earth and our responsibility to past, present, and future generations of all life. Our efforts are guided by our people's traditional beliefs, knowledge, and understandings, and by the laws of the land and the rights of nature." I mean, sign me the fuck up. Okay? People defending the rights of nature. <sighs> Along with just this existing, this could just be a so there's that alone. This week, here's what happened. Ten Native American tribal nations forming the Intertribal Cincayone Wilderness Council have received ownership of 532 acres of California's Redwood Forest. The tribal council is partnering with Save the Redwoods League, 
which donated the land to protect and restore their traditional coastal forest. Together, they've developed a 30-year conservation plan to protect endangered species, such as the northern spotted owl and the marbled muralette, which is like a kind of like a duck seagull. The conifer forest located in the north coast of the state in Mendocino County is home to endangered old-growth redwood trees, the tallest trees in the world. Large second-growth Douglas firs, tan oaks, Love. and Pacific madrones are also found there. So they are now, they have basically been given stewardship to 532 acres of redwoods, They were, uh. which they had already owned, which was taken away when, you know, fucking... Yeah. So it was given back to them to replenish and to guard. And it's just so fucking cool. That's amazing. So cool. So here's the best news of all. Under the agreement that they made, there will be no commercial timber operations, fragmentation, development, or even public access. The land will be managed according to a habitat management plan approved by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. The reintroduction and guardianship of this land given back to the original tribe, I hope, and I know everyone involved hopes, that this will not only help heal the land itself, bring back some of the endangered life, reinvigorate the coastline, the trees, but also the community itself. I highly encourage everyone listening to check out the Sinkayoni website. It's Sinkayoni.org. And I do believe it's small steps like this when it comes to our environment that could potentially help the planet as a whole. When it comes to the environment and nature and the land, Native Americans, above all, can show us the way. And I'm excited to learn from them. Congratulations to the Sinkayoni people, and I hope this just paves the way for more of the Native American lands to be returned or given for guardianship. And if nothing else sparks an interest in anyone listening, to dig a little deeper into Native American history and culture and educate ourselves further than just the Thanksgiving story and Dances with Wolves. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid, stupid <laughs> podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, then I don't know how the fuck you made it this far. <laughs> but please consider checking out our Patreon podcast or just fucking recommend it to someone. <laughs> we do two a week every week. They're both an hour. We post them on Sundays, so you have all week to listen to them. And this week, the episodes are all about our recent dip in the Bravo <laughs> Pussy Pond. They're a dollar each, and when you sign up, you will immediately get access to literally hundreds of hours of stupid, stress-free, ad-free podcasts that you can go back and listen to, like Sherry Lewis said. They really are timeless. If you're curious to see what it's like, you can listen to a free episode right now on our website, julianbrandy.com. There's a button on every page that says, click to listen to our free Patreon episode. And there's also a link to the free Patreon episode in the description of this podcast down below. You can listen to the whole hour right there from your phone or computer. You don't have to download anything or sign up for anything. It's super easy. Oh my God. And after you listen to it, go ahead and subscribe. We're all here waiting for you. 
motioning you hypnotically to come join us like a lazy drunk cult. Yes. <laughs> come join us. You want to be come on the Patreon? Do you want to listen to the Patreon? You come should listen in. to the Patreon. We're just hanging out there. We're all here. I don't know where I'm doing And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Supreme Court, bitch. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day. But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. bite. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. 